0: In this week's episode of Farmers Inside Track, we're catching up with a 35 year old Mpumalanga crop farmer with a big heart. Benedicto Mklongo.
1: If you want to know what you can do to leverage your resources effectively, we might have the answer for you in this week's agripreneurship slot. MC Luke, the senior manager of agribusiness at Standard Bank, gives us a full breakdown on this. And guess what? The answer often lies outside the farm gate.
0: Chef and food curator Maynard Hubert shares his secret to a perfect home-cooked South African meal. You'll also be empowered with a top tip from nutritionist Andrea Duplessis. And of course, our weekly AMT fresh produce outlook on the market with agri-economist Dr. Johnny van der Merwe. He highlights the latest price movements and
2: expectations for the coming week. This is Farmers Inside Track, supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs.
0: Hey Mzanzi, welcome to episode 45 of Food for Zanzi's weekly podcast called Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host Dawn Numdu and you are listening to South Africa's leading farmers podcast.
1: And I'm Duncan Masua, and as always we kick off the show by introducing you to the movers and shakers in agriculture and today's guest is Benedicta
3: Mshongo.
0: Benedicta, you told me that your main goal in life is to create a legacy for your children. Why do you think that is important?
3: Creating a legacy for my children is very much important because you see us today, most of black people today suffering It's because our parents or forefathers did not leave us with anything so we had to start afresh. So which is why I'm saying whatever we do today it has a negative impact in the next coming generation. So let's be wise, create a legacy, work hard for that our children don't suffer in the future.
0: You left your nursing career to become a full-time farmer. Why did you change careers?
3: I left nursing because nursing was not my career. I did it because of money or I studied it because of money and because I had to do it. But farming is something that I love, which is why I left nursing. I could not spend 12 hours in the hospital, but I can spend 12 hours in my farm, not even eating. And sometimes I could spend a day and a night in my farm. So farming is in my blood. And the little I know, I'm always willing to share with my people. There's nothing that gives me an inner peace and growing producers farming is the backbone of our economy i'm so in love with it i farm people eat
0: benedicta can you tell me what are some of the challenges you experienced in your farming career
3: farming challenges are always common in imaging young black farmers so lack of suitable resources and adequate land and red tapes from funding agencies and lack of support from the government you'll find that if there are opportunities They are only given to the comrades and people who are in power and friends of the people who are there sitting in the deciding committees. So, young black imaging farmers are always marginalized. Those are some of the challenges that we encounter day by day, but we always farm despite all odds. Whatever comes, we always produce food.
0: You supply vegetables to seven supermarkets in Bush Bucks Bridge. How did you achieve that?
3: Well I supply four spas in bush Park Ridge and two routes, supermarkets and busharish and other supermarkets. It's not because of favors or whatsoever reasons. It's because I produce quality vegetables. On shops they need quality. So I produce quality and I run a registered company. I always have all the documents that they want, like your food safety, your certificate of accessibility and all those things. So I have those documents.
0: Thanks for joining us, Benedictum Mklongo, 35-year-old bushbuck and Pumalanga crop farmer.
1: Coming up shortly, the latest movements in the fresh produce markets. But first, MC Luke, the senior manager of agribusiness at Standard Bank, gives us a full breakdown of what you can do to leverage your resources effectively. But here's the scoop. The answer often lies outside the farm gate.
0: So MC, welcome back. And maybe we can kick off with a bit of a recap of our last discussion. How have you been?
1: I've been good, Dawn.
0: Hello to you. In our last discussion, we focused specifically about these diversification strategy. Maybe just a quick recap on what we've covered and also just introduction to what we'll be discussing today.
4: Thanks, Dawn. We've looked at why do businesses use diversification in their business? Why do they have a diversification strategy? And then we also started to look at what is diversification and how you can apply it in your business. And one of the conclusions we've made is that the ability to diversify your business is often limited by the quality and quantity of resources available to you and that the rate of improvement in the operation is often incremental. So today we'll spend a bit more time to see how you actually leverage your existing resources a bit better.
0: When it comes to diversification, it's also about bringing innovation into the business, as I understand it, MC. Now, how do you leverage unexisting resources better?
4: So the first one is to never stop learning. As an owner of the business, you need to install a learning culture. So this is about running your own experiments on the farm. Always look at varieties and breeds that are better adjusted to the local conditions or that is in higher demand. Be involved in study groups and learn from the experiments done on other farms. Stay abreast with the latest trends in the industry and read a lot. Do your homework and give enough attention to training of staff. Very important. The next one is continuous improvement. You might not get it right the first time, but do you allow yourself to make mistakes and learn from them? Always look at ways to improve production techniques. If you look at technology, for instance, technology had a lot to do with improving profitability in agriculture. So do you embrace technology in your business? How do you intensify production on your farm? Another one there is tell your story. Differentiate your product by linking your story to it. Increasingly, consumers would like to know where the product was produced, by whom, and through what production technique. For instance, investigate the potential of agritourism. By converting an old farmhouse into a guest house and leveraging nearby tourist attractions or events, through that you can create an additional income stream. The wine industry is an example where they have successfully used tourism to supplement their farming income. And most of our business is family businesses. So where you have family businesses, involve the family and leverage their interests. Also use succession as an opportunity to introduce new skills into your business.
0: So, MC, when you're talking about new product lines, new services, or new markets, what role does growth play in a diversification strategy?
4: I've mentioned earlier that you are limited by the quality and quantity of resources available to you as to what you can achieve in terms of diversification. When you are thinking expansion, however, it opens up a whole range of possibilities in your diversification strategy. If we think horizontal expansion, where you establish more production units of similar nature for example potato farms it opens up the possibility of geographical diversification with the possibility of improving quality resources you can expand your farm or you can expand to a farm with better soil or is closer to the markets or has different climatic conditions to what you have at the moment if you can have a production unit in each of the major production areas for instance you would have the ability to be in the market for longer or even supply the market all year round. When you reach economies of scale, it also provides the opportunity to expand along the value chain. I'm thinking upstream and downstream integration. If we continue with a potato example, with spuds being one of the big input costs, it provides the opportunity to produce your own seed potatoes for all the production units. Similarly, when you have reached a scale of production all year round, it would make sense to establish your own transport enterprise to support the various production units to transport their potatoes to the various markets. We have also examples of banana production moving across borders into Mozambique, for instance, grape production moving into Namibia, leveraging geographical diversification. However, the complexity of your business increases substantially in terms of span of control and different skills and inputs required by you. To select the right managers and delegate effectively so yes expansion also provides you with the opportunity to bring in new skills and expertise into your business
0: mc you mentioned in our previous session you mentioned that the answer to diversification often lies outside the farm gate what did you mean by that
4: i'm going to answer this at the end of a few expressions the first one is if the going gets tough the tough gets going And here I'm referring to a farmer who gets involved in consulting other farmers or mentorship programs or the farmer's wife that is running the farm school. I'm referring to off-farm employment or or part-time farming to get through the tough times. Another expression is when you want to walk far, walk together. And here I'm referring to partnerships from the professional specialist in your business, from the agronomist to the vet and from the accountant to the attorney. But also partner with your local agribusiness to provide you with services and skills that might be lacking in your business. An example there is an export-oriented operations where the use of services of specialist export companies is used to manage the part of your business on your behalf until you are big enough to bring that skills in-house. Another expression is not to have all your eggs in one basket. Many farm businesses have a strategy to invest all the profits back into the farming operation. With diversification of your investment, it means that you consider other asset classes like property or investment in a retirement fund, something completely outside agriculture. And your members' funds accumulated in the local agribusiness, though related to the agricultural industry, is also considered an investment outside the farm rate.
0: MC, we've reached the end of today's discussion is there anything that you'd like to add in closing and maybe just to highlight the few points that we'll be discussing in our next session?
4: Well, I think the importance of today's session was around you don't need growth to think different about your business and the importance of innovation and bringing new skills into your business to keep on learning and to do things better.
0: Thanks for joining us, MC Luke senior manager of agribusiness at standard bank wow mom why did you put on this chicken well i was trying a new recipe using grain chickens oh
2: mom this
5: is amazing
0: you can't go wrong with a hundred percent south african farm quality chicken with a range of fresh frozen and marinated products make grain chickens your number one choice Grainfield chickens from the farms of the free state need we say more if you want quality ask for grain chickens at a leading store Grainfield Chickens, bring home the taste. Visit grainfieldchickens.co.za Today I have the honor of chatting to Diavald Olivier, the CEO of the South African Feedlot Association. And we're chatting all things heritage and how the red meat industry in South Africa actually plays a role in our heritage as well. Hi Dearbald, how are you doing?
6: Hi Dawn, thank you very much. And I'm doing very well in yourself.
0: I'm good, thank you. It's a happy week for us. We're celebrating Heritage Day and with that comes brying. And I love a good bry, so I'm really excited to be chatting to you today. Firstly, let's talk about Beef Talk. What is it all about and what is it that you do?
6: So Beef Talk is actually a service that the South African Feedlot Association delivers back to the RMIF or the Red Meat Industry Forum. It's important that I explain to you just the structure of the RMIF. We've got 13 role players in the RMIF, of which the South African Feedlot Association is one. Now, we've got specific functions which we delegate to the members. And one of those functions is specifically with regards to the consumer education on beef. And we've created, with the Feedlot Association, we've created the term or the brand Beef Talk, under which we market to a certain extent, or do consumer education for beef in South Africa.
0: Now, the red meat industry in South Africa is a very big industry. Just a bit of an overview of this industry within the agricultural sector, but also just in the country and the role it actually plays.
6: We are the second biggest contributor to the agriculture GDP in South Africa. So we are actually very big. I think sometimes we lose sight of how big we really are and the contribution that we make. We've got approximately 13 million head of cattle in South Africa. And I think we are a very close integrated value chain. And sometimes we forget how integrated we are for the simple reason that we've got specific silos we operate in. The primary producer, uh, which encompass the RPO and NARPU. We've got the feedlots. We've got the abattoirs. And then, obviously, we've got the retailers at the, end, at the end. So we're a bit fragmented, but at the end of the day, we also... We're very close-knit.
0: Everyone is obviously top of mind, is COVID-19. What impact has this pandemic had on the red meat industry in South Africa?
6: We've been struggling, I think, like the rest of the country. However, we are very glad that we didn't have the same issues like many of the other industries or role-players in the industry that had to close down totally. We could continue to slaughter. We could continue to deliver our prestigious meat into the retailers. Although the demand was actually a lot less than what we anticipated or wanted it to be. We learned a lot of lessons throughout. And one of the biggest lessons I think we've learned is the effect of the informal sector taking away a lot of the red meat into that specific portion of it. So yes, I think we've had struggles and I think we're still struggling. The whole COVID situation actually increased the risk within the industry. However, it opened up a lot of opportunities. And as it currently stands, I think if you just look at the wiener calf prices, it's going very well. I think farmers are getting very high and very good prices for their wiener calves.
0: So, world, we're celebrating Heritage Month. And, of course, that comes with brying. But people often overlook that the red meat industry in South Africa plays a very big role. And without this industry, I think day won't even be possible. How do you see our heritage and the role that this industry plays in our heritage and bringing people together?
6: There are so many cultures in South Africa, and the bride brings everybody together. We look at a bride differently and we do a bride differently, but at the end of the day, on Heritage Day, everybody brides. In the words of Lori, which said that when South Africans celebrate the diverse culture heritage that makes up a rainbow nation, it is the day to celebrate the contribution of all South Africans to the building of South Africa. And I think we've got to look back at what has happened over the past only seven months and look to the future and say that we can only build something bigger and better. Maybe a better and a bigger braai, maybe more meat, but at the end of the day, We've got to utilize what we have, and we've got a braai. And as different cultures in South Africa, we must embrace what we have and what we share as common. And I think the braai is one of those things that we share as common amongst all of us. It makes it so good to share with each other.
0: I couldn't agree more, dear Walt. I'm really enjoying celebrating with my family. So we're looking forward to some sunny days and just good celebrations over this period. And then in terms of your plans for braai day, Is there anything specific? Do you have any secrets to the perfect (laughs) prying of your red meat on on the coals?
6: There's always secrets, but I mean, the best would be, I think at this stage, everybody would want to go out and enjoy the lovely sunshine. I think we're very happy and blessed by the fact that we've had a good winter, which means we'll get good rain, but uh, we would like some sun now. So firstly, I think we can only hope for a very sunny Friday, day, heritage day, Yes, a nice rump steak or piece of meat with a lot of fat on it. That is, in my book, that's the best thing you can do. South Africa, like I said, is a drying country. So, Wors is always good. Boodoo Wors, I think this is going to be one of those bigger heritage days in the history of South African heritage days.
0: Now, thanks so much for joining us today, Dear Walt Olafir, CEO of SA Feedlot, the SA Feedlot Association. Great to chat to you and hope that you'll have a lovely Heritage Month and we'll connect again soon.
6: Thank you very much, Dawn. Thank you for talking to you.
1: We now make our way from farm to fork with our trending Mzanzi flavor story right here on Farmers Inside Track. Chef and food curator, Maynard Hubert, shares his secret to a perfect home-cooked South African meal. And of course, you'll also be empowered with a top tip from our nutritionist, Andrea Duplessis, right after that.
5: My most treasured one, lamb heart, because it's something that we used to cook at Barbara Black Sheep. Sophie, who worked for me at that stage, it was her recipe, and she learned it from a lady who she worked with in Paul. And she took the recipe with her, and then she taught us how to make it. And then we introduced it onto the menu, because the restaurant's name was also Barbara Black Sheep, and we had the lamb heart on the menu. It was quite significant for me, because you were eating the heart of the essence of the, of the restaurant. And that became, like, so special, and people loved it. And people had started coming back and I even met people the other day, we went to go look at their house and they said "But remember us and we, we came there and we specifically ate the lamb hearts and it was like, yeah, so it's unusual, but you know, there you go, a treasured ingredient for me.
2: So I'm excited today to talk about celebrating Heritage Day the healthy way. With Heritage Day coming up, many people are grabbing their bright tongs and blitz to indulge in their favourite bride delights which includes anything from Pappenwalsch to the irresistible Buri Roll and then for people like me, a plant-based braai. Yes, you heard it, plants on the braai in the form of delicious veggies. Most of you may have tried potato or sweet potato wrapped in foil and cooked over the coals. That is really yummy with the smoky flavours that develop. But have you ever tried doing that with onions? I kid you not, it will be the point of no return for you. Once you've tasted onions cooked over the coals, you will be hooked for life. Packed with flavor and super cost-effective too. So how do you make this? It is super simple. No seasoning is needed. You won't believe the gorgeous, smoky, sweet flavor that develops. First step, don't peel the onion. It is that easy. Wrap your onions individually in tin foil. It's best to use medium sized or smaller onions or if they're really large just cut them in half leaving the skin on once your bright fire gets to a point where you are getting some nice coals pack the onions next to the coals on the outskirts of the fire make sure to turn them every five to ten minutes that's just to make sure that you don't burn it into a coal so the total cooking time is about 20 minutes check with your bright tongues if they're soft Tell when they're done. If you're lazy like me, scrape together a little heap of coals and put them on top just to make sure that they don't get damaged too much um, by direct flames. Add coals to ensure you keep the heat on high um, if you do that on the side. Once you remove these foil wrapped onion parcels from the fire, be careful because it's very hot. You open the tin foil parcel, the skins will be burned, don't worry about that. Cut open the onion and scoop out the soft insides. It's absolutely delicious to accompany steak, grilled chicken skewers, or if you insist, a piece of sausage. Enjoy! I've never
0: tried it, but it sounds delicious. Thanks for joining our chef Maynard and Andrea Duplessis for more great proudly South African recipes, And of course, even more daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists who go above and beyond to feed South Africa. Visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at foodformzanzi and use the hashtag Farmers Inside Track. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. This week's AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets. Here's Dr. Johnny van der Merwe, an agricultural economist at the Northwest University.
5: Thank you very much, Don and Duncan. As mentioned, I am Dr. Johnny van der Merwe, and this is your weekly AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets, made possible by Standard Bank. To stay up to date with the latest prices and news, subscribe to the AMT YouTube page and follow us on Facebook prices on average are very high on the markets compared to last year at the moment and these high price levels are creating opportunities for additional marketing channels to undercut these prices with more ease at the moment this is resulting in less demand on markets and less produce to go through traditional marketing channels while a return to lower prices Will most likely result in more volumes through these traditional and less risky channels. The potato price remained on its high level the past week and traded on 67.53 per 10 kilogram bag. Volumes are gradually picking up, but demand is not very strong on the markets currently, with some consumer resistance also creeping into the market prices. Expect prices to move slightly down this week. As expected, the tomato price increased sharply last week to 8.85 due to lower volumes and volumes decreasing by 15% week on week. The low demand is also having a negative effect on these prices this week, but volumes that is still on a lower level can keep prices from drastically falling. The carrot price decreased to 334 per kilogram with lower demand this week that may also limit any upward sentiment as well. The onion price continued to decrease to 3.83 with volume pressure still affecting these prices downwards. Prices can remain under pressure for the remainder of the month. Other vegetable prices traded as follows cabbages on 2.38, the garlic price decreasing to 49.58, spinach on 2.29, sweet potatoes on 5 Rand 29, and peppers on 11 Rand 14 per kilogram. The banana price increased by 14% to 9.16 per kilogram, with high demand and lower volumes also supporting these prices at the moment. The latest apple and pear prices traded on 6.69 and 7.75 per kilogram respectively. As expected, the orange price decreased by 5% to 4.41 with low demand and higher volumes still likely to impact these prices negatively this week soft citrus prices are increasing due to the very low volumes at the moment on the markets supporting these prices the avocado price increased by eight percent week on week to 19 rand 89 per kilogram and can likely remain in its upward trend although the table grape price increased to 74 and 74 per kilogram high volumes and low demand is still likely to keep these prices trending downwards over the coming few weeks the pineapple price traded on 845 while the lemon price increased by 13% to 625 per kilogram last week. To stay up to date with the latest prices and news in the fresh-produced markets of South Africa, subscribe to the AMT YouTube as well as Facebook pages. Also make sure to stay tuned to Food from Zanzi for the latest in agriculture. This broadcast is of course made possible by Standard Bank. Back to you Don and Duncan.
1: Thanks, Dr. Johnny van der Merwe. Dawn, that's a wrap for another great week of podcasting. Remember, listeners, if you love the podcast, share it with your friends, your family members and fellow farmers. The Farmer's Inside Track podcast is available for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.
0: Please stay safe out there and remember to always wear a mask. Just because we're on level one doesn't mean that the virus has disappeared. Also visit Food Form Zanzi's COVID-19 support page for the latest updates and information. From me Dor Numdu, Duncan Masiwa, and the rest of the Food Form Zanzi team, have a great week and enjoy your heritage day. Until next week,
2: bye bye. You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track Podcast, supported by Food Form Zanzi. For more information, find us on www. Dot farmersinsidetrack.co.za.